Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we pick a random... God damn it. Nope, we don't. (laughs) You can say that part. We kind of do. Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where we delve the darkest recesses of the internet to find anything interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff uh, Iceman Mm -hmm. Kowalski. I'm Louisa Goose Heron. Yeah, we were on a right? highway to the danger zone. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was Anthony Edwards who died, right? Uh, yeah, was no. Volleyball Man, is that one of them? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, you got it. Volleyball Man. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Well, they did, they did do volleyball in that. Yeah, what nicknames were there? There was Maverick and Iceman and Goose. Were those the only nicknames in the movie? Screwball. Was there someone in Screwball? Hot no. shots. <laughs> yeah. Um... Isn't Tom Cruise too short to play volleyball? Boo! You, guys? you shut up. What? I'm serious. He's my height. I've played volleyball. Yeah, how dare but, you, Matt? Also. But, and I don't mean this to be a burn on you, Jeff, but surely not well. <laughs> I mean, everyone else was kind of small. It was high school. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but also, beach volleyball is a sport that is deemed for women, so you've got a lot of shorter players there. Yeah, I'm but sure. the women who play beach volleyball in the Olympics are like seven and a half feet tall. Is that true? I don't know. <clears throat> All right, yes. here's here's the nicknames from from Top yeah, Gun. Hit me, Maverick, Charlie, Iceman, Goose, Viper, Jester, Cougar. Wolfman, Slider, Merlin, Sundown, Hollywood, Stinger, and Chipper, and the only one without a nickname is Meg Ryan, who plays Carol Bradshaw. <laughs> Wait, was there a Charlie in there? That one doesn't Yeah, count. Charlie was I the really second like, one. <laughs> I really like the idea that Slider was that um, claymation hamburger from Better Off Dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, Charlie does count, because it's short for Charlotte. No. Which is not no, it usual. That's... But that's not like a code name. That's yeah. just a that's just a shortened version of your name. Like I mine guess is so. Matt. If my if I got into the air force and became <laughs> yeah. a hotshot pilot, and everyone was like, "And your code name is Matt," I'd be like, "Fuck <laughs> off!" <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, and if you get captured behind enemy lines, and they they've heard, oh, people have been talking about a Matt. Look at this guy's dog tags. I bet it's this guy. This guy's code name. <laughs> be like if Louisa's air force code name was Wheezy. Sure. <laughs> the unusual nickname of the name. No, it it's, has to be a totally different name. Okay, alright. That's, that's the law! That's fair. <laughs> I want to know about the... The uh, average height of female volleyball players mm-hmm. is six foot one inches. Holy Jesus shit. Christ! Yes. <laughs> How do I the meet The average one? height for male volleyball players is six foot ten. Goddamn. <clears throat> average? Uh, oh no, sorry, wait. Uh, but, but, yes, six foot ten and a half. That's how is that the average? <laughs> are there no shorter players bringing that average down? I mean, I'm sure there are, but, like... The they can't be, though. That- for every player who's only... I know how uh, statistics <laughs> works. For every player who's only, you know, 5'10", that means mm-hmm. there's also a player who's 6'3"? The average Wait, player no, in the NBA... <laughs> the average player in the seven NBA is 6'7". Why would uh, volleyball players average three inches taller than that? Because yeah, I don't there's believe way fewer professional volleyball players, and so they get the people who are best suited to do it. I don't think that's true, also. I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's fine. But, you know, like to say, oh, well, being tall is the most important thing. Like, you could say that about basketball. But there's plenty of successful players who are shorter than that, and some of them who are quite short altogether. Yes. 
volleyball especially, I think height is an advantage because you can get to the ball sooner. <laughs> I'm serious. That's why. Yeah, yeah. That's true of basketball too, though, is what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, but what I'm l- saying. let's say there are 500 professional basketball players in the world. I would bet there are 15 professional volleyball players. <laughs> And so if those 15 people are all very tall, then that average is going to be high. Do you want to know the two new nicknames for the sequel to Top Gun that just came out? Sure. Uh, Rooster. And Tom Cruise. And Phoenix. Pretty bad. It would be a very, it would be very good if one of the new characters had a call name of Tom Cruise. (laughs) I am constantly thinking about the world in which movies take place, does this guy just look like famous actor Tom Cruise, or is there no one, <laughs> is there no famous actor Tom Cruise in the world of Top Gun? Yes. That's a good question. There's, oh, somebody brought this up the other day, and I can't remember what it was in reference to, but it was some movie that had- What if the ha- Beatles never existed? <laughs> <laughs> it was in reference to some movie that had, um, uh, uh, what is that guy's name who's, like- super popular now. He played Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. (laughs) A a movie that Jeff Goldblum was in, and like, in that world, does the movie Jurassic Park exist, and Jeff Goldblum is just played by somebody else? Or does he just look a lot like that actor? (laughs) I I think about that all the time. I thought about that a lot with The Haunting of Hill House, Mm. because it's like, okay, what how would pop culture be different in a world where Stephen King's favorite horror novel doesn't exist? Does he not write horror novels because he wasn't inspired by Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House? Or did she just write a, like, like control F and find and replace version of the book? Yeah. Well, it's weird, though, right? Because, like, the book, The Haunting of Hill House, took place in a world before Stephen King wrote any of his novels on account of it was written before he wrote any Mm, of his novels. Got you there. Yeah, that's true. And so all they did was update it to the modern day. So, like, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like the story beats still makes sense. You know, we've gotten real good, us three, I mean, uh, at doing the thing where you're like, I understand what you are saying in your half of the conversation, but I don't like it at all. Yeah, what if, how about try this different idea on Precise? (laughs) What if your idea, you shut up with that idea? (laughs) Listen, I think you guys all make some really great points, but actually, I think that I'm great and everything I say is good. Matt, shut up. It's time for my favorite segment, Louisa telling me about what she did this week. First of all, I want to ask if these new characters, Rooster and Phoenix, are part of the team because are they trying to appeal to the Chinese market, do you think, more? Uh, Like, with the names? Because they're both white actors. Uh, That takes away another question I had, but yeah, maybe with the names. Do you think Uh, so? Miles Teller and, actually, I guess I don't know if Monica Barbaro is white or not. I feel like it's incredibly dangerous for us to start telling each other to shut up, Jeff. Yeah. I feel like you're playing with fire there. <laughs> yeah, I was just referencing uh, all of our favorite podcasts. Yes, I understand that, and I think that that is very funny when they do it, because they are not likely to tell each other to shut up, <laughs> but when we do it, it feels a little too like you really want to say that. <laughs> okay. too real, yeah, I, yeah. Won't, I won't do <laughs> it again. You've got that bubbling right under the surface at all times. <laughs> That's keep the it subtext of our show. We can't bring it to the fore. Oh, uh, man. They did so- do something in this new Top Gun to appeal to the Chinese audience, which is they changed one of the patches on... Um, on- Maverick's jacket that was like 
recognizing some country that China insists doesn't exist. Oh, Tibet. Ugh. His Tibet patch. Uh, he had a Taiwanese and Japanese national flags uh, on there, and they changed it because they want action movies to do well in China. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't like that. I was making a lighthearted joke about nope, Rooster it was, and Phoenix being Zodiac. Um, it, it was true, actually. It turns no, out. No like lighthearted it. jokes allowed in the world anymore, Louisa. Yeah, apparently. When Jeff's going to Google Google everything I say. <laughs> oh, this movie didn't come out. I thought this movie uh, came out already. <laughs> do you remember when we used to have a rule against Googling things yes. while we were recording? Uh, no, I, I already, I already knew this about the movie because it was a controversy when the trailer came out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What I did this week, nothing important. Have you noticed that it's getting colder? Because it's really helping me sleep better a lot. Oh my god, it's so good to have the windows in the house open. Ugh. Yes, yeah, it's it, really amazing. It's not colder in the places I want it to be colder, like, for example, my classroom. Yeah. Where it was so hot that one of my co-teachers uh, got super dehydrated and had to go throw up. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was pretty bad because I'm on the second floor of the building this year, and there's two air conditioners in my room that both don't work. Hmm. Are they intending to do anything about that, or they're just going to wait for the seasons to change? Impossible to say. Hmm. Wait, so couldn't you just open the windows and let the, the cooler air outside do it. It was like a high of 80 or something, and also most of the windows, because it's on the second floor, either don't open at all, or only open a very little bit. Because uh, there's no, like, screens in the windows. You know oh how schools God. do. Yeah, society... Like <laughs> society, what are you... What's going on, it's man? An, it's a very old building. Yeah. We want, you should just throw a chair through the window. <laughs> yeah, that's that'll work. That'll go really well for me. <laughs> yeah, it worked out great in uh, One Floor with the Cuckoo's Nest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a sink. <laughs> and was it, that was the first floor. Stop Googling <laughs> the things I'm saying. I didn't with Google your anything. I just I seen that movie. Allow me to play in the space. There is nothing wrong with what I said. There's no reason to point out that it was a sink or the first floor. <laughs> Yes, there the is, was, to get this fun reaction from you. He spoilers for one of the cuckoo's nests. He got fucking lobotomized because he was acting out too much. Yeah. Oh, man, that's the dream, though, right? <laughs> Not worrying anymore, because you mean, don't I have do that part of your that, brain. I do think that having the part of your brain that makes you, like, sad or constantly worried that everyone hates you would be removed would be nice. God, that would be yeah. so good. <laughs> if only that was real. You can't I mean, do I, that. The other I, parts are there. I do think that like not constantly worrying that everyone hates you is how the world got so many assholes. So maybe, mm. maybe I'm better off, but huh. it sure does make living hard. Might I recommend yeah. Wellbutrin? <clears throat> nah, which has a similar effect to a lobotomy, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I can tell so far. <laughs> and this is a good thing. Is that yes. What you're saying? Oh man, okay. I feel so much happier since I don't uh, have the anxiety part of the brain anymore. I can like focus on tasks. <laughs> <laughs> when I had a bunch of teeth removed when I was a teenager and they gave me uh, opiates, I also didn't worry about things and it felt pretty good, but uh, that was unsustainable. I hate being on drugs. Like, obviously, I don't mean, like, the ones that you need to, to regulate your emotions and your moods, because I absolutely get that. But, like, when I've had teeth removal surgeries and other things, and they give me opiates as, like, a painkiller, I don't take them. I hate it. It feels bad. Yeah, I know what you mean. You just feel like you don't care about things, but you know that they're still happening. It's very odd. Yeah, and it just feels like time is just slipping away constantly and there's nothing you can do, and then I start panicking. <laughs> no. 
now. Time keeps on slipping into the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, I will. <laughs> um, See how happy Jeff is now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's not arguing with the stupid things we say anymore. <laughs> yeah, or engaging in our podcast in any meaningful way. <laughs> I'm not really either. I'm putting a wrench in the spokes. I was like, hey, let's do that segment we always do. And you were like, well, no, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so Also, I didn't do anything. But when it gets cooler, I really feel like I'm coming alive again, people always yes. say. And of course, like naturally in the natural world, it is the beginning of the death part of the cycle. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like I'm more alive than I do in the summer. <clears throat> oh, is that why every fall you listen to... Uh, Wake Me Up Inside by Evanescence for 24 hours straight on a loop. I was just thinking of that song. Yes. <laughs> Although, uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends is the one you have to listen constantly this month, right? Yeah, and that's that the title song? of the, yeah, <laughs> the Green Day song, Wake Me Up When Green September Day, Ends. On. Yeah, that's definitely their most famous song. Anyway. It's <laughs> uh, the one people joke about this time of year. Yeah. I've never heard anyone mention that song ever before in the whole history of time. Well, that is your loss, so tell me what you did this week, and was it bee-related? No, no bees. Um, I haven't got outside because of fear. <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay, I'm gonna give you guys a choose-your-own-adventure on this one. Alright, uh-huh. I use key on door. Yeah, go north! <laughs> Check inventory. Okay. Number one, uh, I watched the uh, Jeopardy All-Stars tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, I took a uh, spin cycle edge sculpting class at my gym, <laughs> and I still am sore from that. Edge uh, sculpting, just to clean up your edges? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could get into that if you want, but... You- or, three, uh, I started playing the Final Fantasy VIII uh, uh, remaster that came out this week. Use knife on like Gru. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the first one most, I think. I like the uh, spin cycle more. <laughs> You're going to have to do both, I think. Okay, what was the first one again? <laughs> you watched Jeopardy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this was actually a rerun from something that happened earlier in the year, but I missed it the first time. Great, you have watched you guys- a rerun of Jeopardy. <laughs> Have you guys heard about the te- the Jeopardy tournament of uh, or the Jeopardy All-Star tournament? I've heard of it. I haven't been paying attention to it. Uh, I have heard of it, but I don't know about it. So this year, for their 35th anniversary, they did a thing where um, they had uh, six teams of three captained by the highest winning players of all time, um, who, like, Mm -hmm. drafted their teams, and then each team would, like, the three people, each of them would take either single Jeopardy, final Jeopardy, or double Jeopardy. Um, so the three people would play a gate, a single game of Jeopardy together, basically. That really sucks for whoever's uh, last. They only get to answer one question. So the way that it worked was that they would do two game, two games in a row. And mm-hmm. if you did final Jeopardy the first time, you couldn't do it the second time. Okay. So everyone got to do at least one full round of Jeopardy. Okay. Uh, it was real good. Um, it's amazing how many of the the highest scoring Jeopardy players of all time are total dicks, and I hate them. Yes, the ones who the ones who get good because they're good at gambling and not trivia. Bullshit. That is dirty pool, as far as I'm concerned. Do you guys think Ken Jennings is awful? Yes, I okay. find him somewhat irritating, but I think he's uh, his tweets are funny. The thing is that. 
as funny as he can sometimes be, he thinks he's 1,000 times funnier than that. And that makes me yeah. hate him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. every, everyone's favorite Jeopardy champion now is Arthur Chu. I don't know. I don't that like is. that guy. <laughs> he also has good tweets. He doesn't try to be funny. He just uses his Jeopardy clout to like highlight good political issues. There was a guy in the tournament who was a was like one of the highest <coughs> single day scorers ever or something and named Alex who I I don't know I don't remember if I watched him when he was on like the real show but um when they were talking to all the people he was like on the verge of tears he's like I'm so excited like I love Jeopardy so much and this is the the most fun and I'm so excited to be back during the games he would walk in wearing a sweatshirt and whenever he answered he'd be like Who's penciled on? Who's, you know, what is the, the Treaty of Ghent? Like, so low affect as if he had just woken up from a nap. And I just <laughs> wanted to be like, be excited! No, he's in the zone. <laughs> Fuck off! You can't do that! That's not good television! Uh, he looked yeah. like he was extremely heavily sedated. <laughs> he's <laughs> got into the Jeopardy drift. That's the yeah. problem. He's yeah. not all there. Yep. So Pretty anyway, good. my arms are still sore from this edge cycle class. Uh -huh. God, I hate um, the name of it so much. Yeah, me too. Let's hear more about this. <laughs> so I don't know why it's called edge cycle, but um, the reason I did it is because Jen wanted to take a class at our gym, but she was like nervous about doing a class for the first time. And I was like, I'll sign up for a different class so that we're both there doing a class for the first time together in solidarity. And we can and case the joint. <laughs> we'll cover more ground this way. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jen had a great time in her class. It's this new fitness trend called bar. Do you guys know about bar called like bar like ballet? Called yes. fitting this okay. sandwich in my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it. <laughs> I like how delayed that was. I had low energy also, though. <laughs> I was ashamed of it, but also... I still don't... Maybe I didn't hear it all the way, but I don't understand what you said. My fitness plan is to be fitting this sandwich in my mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Jen had a good time in her class. I have taken a couple spin cycle classes at this gym. A couple as... spin cycle class by yourself? Oh, the saddest thing. Uh, it's fine. Am I right? No, it was a joke. Dil Oh, okay. oh, I see. Cycle. Yeah, you get um, it now. Yeah, diligent, listen diligent listeners to this show will remember that I spoke a few months ago about going to my first one on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. <laughs> With your weird trance music, you two songs. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I, but this one, they didn't have a cycle class at the time that I needed to go for Jen's thing. So I just signed up for whatever class was at the same time, which was like that, except... I guess edge cycle is where they do a regular cycling class, but then they once stop every right before you're finished. <laughs> ah, you got him. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, in every song, there's like a bass drop moment when they're like, "Now do like cycle as hard as you can until you almost throw up." Uh -huh. And so that's what edge cycling is, like 10 Jesus. seconds per song of cycle as fast as you can. There's a big board in the front that shows how fast everyone is cycling so you can see who's doing bad. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fucked good. up. Do some extreme um, muscle confusion and also shame you. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, honestly, I think I would have stopped cycling at some point, just been like, yeah, I'm still doing this, guys. <laughs> but they could see that I wasn't, so mm. I had to keep going. 
Do people um, so have it a, worked. Speaking of speaking of sports, this sport, do people have an unfair advantage if they're six foot ten and they don't have to move their legs as hard? I don't know how that works exactly. I, I don't think that's the case. Okay. I, I mean, part of it is you adjust the seat so that it, your feet are far enough away from your body. Mm, fine. Uh, anyway, um, but then the sculpt part of it was between those like pushes to to hurt your body very badly mm-hmm. um you also had like weights and resistant bands on your bike so you had to do like curls and and <laughs> all of that stuff so your downtime from your cardio you didn't even get to just rest you had to do weight lifting <laughs> um is this impossible to do you're still moving your feet i'm assuming yes so is this impossible to control that many different activities at once? It's not that bad. The thing about cycling is that your like your legs kind of just will once you get into a rhythm, they just do it on their own, and you don't really need to pay attention to them. <laughs> you can take a little nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh huh. I mean, I could take a little nap if it weren't for a the extremely loud trance music that is still happening, mm-hmm. and b the fact that there's somebody yelling at me to lift heavy things. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. So. I, this is why I don't work out. Yeah, but, like, I want to be able to walk up a flight of stairs without getting tired. Mm, not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's in uh, that sauna every day. He's going to sweat out all that weight. Yeah. yeah. So. It's not even about losing weight. I just realized that every time I have to go up the spiral staircase to my loft, I get so out of breath and I have to lay down. <laughs> Because that's muscle confusion. You don't know which direction you're going in because you have to keep turning. That's why uh, spiral staircases are weird. I looked this up and it's true. Like, going up a spiral staircase is more than twice as as taxing on your body as going up a straight staircase. Yep. That's crazy. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Why don't they have more spiral staircases in gyms? Yeah, that's a good point. Ooh, oh, yeah. have you seen those staircase machines that they have in gyms now? No. Yeah. Are they spiral staircase machines? No, but they should be, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, they're just like a treadmill, but it's a staircase, and it just goes on forever. Oh, weird. Yeah. I feel like, unless you're 100% focused on what your body is doing, you will not- because re- it's moving, you're not gonna realize exactly what you're doing at a certain point, and then you're just gonna- absolutely eat shit. You're gonna get sucked into the machinery. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the staircase only moves as fast as you walk up it. It's like a counterweight thing where the stair will only go down when you step up onto it. I feel like that's dangerous, though. Anyway, if if it's fine, then it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty intelligently designed. I think it's probably... God made this stair machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, For Jesus, for God so loved his children on Earth that he sent his stair machine to save them. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Okay, so anyway, uh, the Final Fantasy VIII reboot thing is pretty good. It's hmm. it's sure mm, we didn't want to know about that one. <laughs> yeah, it sure is a testament to the terrible game design of I guess the nineties that the only way that these old games are playable now is to have a triple speed mode. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Where you can l- press a button and everything goes three times faster. It's crazy because I tried to when I did my Final Fantasy game replay earlier this year. Um, I skipped eight because it's so boring, <laughs> and the only reason that I can enjoy playing it now is because I can triple the speed. I can't believe we ever played these games at normal speed. I think you had to. I don't think the computing was fast enough to do it faster then. Yeah. I suppose it's just 
like the fact, especially in Final Fantasy VIII, where you have to, you can only learn magic by sucking it out of enemies. Mm-hmm. You have to spend forty-five minutes just sucking cure spells out of enemies at the beginning of every new area you go into. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I uh, yeah. I feel that way about old Pokemon games. Like I played through Yellow on the 3DS, and like I had to be listening to a podcast or an audiobook during it because otherwise <laughs> it's so dull because there's yeah. no speed up mode on there. I mean, I feel the same way about all Pokemon games. Like, they're, they're actually good games to listen to something else during because most of the time what you're doing is yep. walking around fighting dipshits in, like, who are pretending they're psychic or whatever. Did you see that new Pokemon that's, uh, Poltergeist inside a teapot? Pretty yes. good. Mm, it is, so good. it's very good. Although, did you watch the Nintendo Direct where they say their bodies are made out of tea mm-hmm. and for a certain very special trainer they may let you taste their tea? Mm-hmm. You, can't, gross. You, you can't say that, Nintendo. <laughs> that is- They always say gross things with Pokemon. Though. That's always done that. maybe the eighth most disturbing ghost <laughs> Pokemon though. <laughs> There's that balloon one that tries to steal kids and pull them to hell. Yeah, there's yes. Yamask, who's like a little uh, hieroglyph, and his Pokedex entry says that it holds the, uh, its mask is the face that it had when it was human. Yep. Gross. What? Listen, I'm not saying that this ghost Pokemon is scary, I'm saying it's perverse. Yeah. Yeah, you a lot of perverse. You can't tell me that this ghost Pokemon might let me taste its body. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that! You'll find, actually, that they can do that, because they're <laughs> a bunch of perverts. <laughs> oh my god, it's horrible. I also like the Cramorant, because he's got that real dumb, vacant expression that some of the bird Pokemon have, and I love it. Yes. Yep. I like that everyone is focusing on the fact that he will vomit up his food on people sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's his main thing, really. Yeah, I know. It's so good. Oh, I'm just excited. Okay. Also, just Jeff, real quick. what did you do this week? Oh. Real quick. The yep. Pokemon thing. Jeff and I were talking about this online. Uh, the new thing that's added is you can cook, but you can only make curries. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, the one they show someone making has uh, baked sausages. beans and sausages in it. <laughs> I love it! Uh, Sausage curry is a crazy idea. (laughs) It's not, like, unheard of, though. Like, I I, I went to a, a, like, German uh, beer hall type place, and, like, every time I go to one of these, one of the options for the, the bratwurst is to get it with a curry sauce on it. I will, I will say that I think, I don't know if it was intentional or inadvertent, but the Pokemon universe really did capture the British approach to food in this way because they take the delicious foods from other cultures and then they're like, oh, we'll recreate basically the same thing. We're going to put some sausages and raisins in it, but it's basically the same thing. Fuck off! It's not the same thing! Also, I feel like this is a perfect Venn diagram center where both the UK and Japan are because Japanese curry is supposed to be like... Uh, Indian curry, not even other parts of Asian curry. It's supposed to be like Indian curry. And it's so far removed and watered down and it has fucking apples and shit in it <laughs> that uh, they really are doing the same thing here. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Uh, I only ever have Japanese curry as a, like, gloopy... As a joke. Yeah, as a joke, as a prank. <laughs> uh, as a gloopy sauce over uh, cut-up fried chicken and rice. 
Yeah. Um, but, but I know that but, you can also just, like, have curry and it has, like, potatoes and stuff in it. Yeah. But, Jeff, you could do that same gloopy sauce, but Indian curry, which is actually delicious mm. and good. It's mm, a different true. food to me. Yeah. One's yes. good and one's bad. <laughs> no, I like both. Uh, I like katsu curry. Anyway, the thing I did was I watched that Nintendo Direct that we were all just mm-hmm. talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, so they revealed, uh, they were like, alright, here's the release date for Banjo and Kazooie in Smash Brothers. It's today. Right after the <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Um, Real quick, I thought that that had happened literally years ago. What? Banjo-Kazooie joining. No. Considering that game only came out this year. <laughs> well, I mean, the genre. The, uh... The series, yeah. Succession. No, they, that has been one of the most wanted ones, but everyone thought it was impossible because Microsoft owns Banjo and Kazooie now. Oh, I do remember that conversation. Um, okay. They own that the company that made that whole franchise, so Banjo uh, and Kazooie have not gotten to interact with their friend Diddy Kong in a long time. Um, All right. I don't know. Right. If, I don't know if they're friends with Donkey Kong. They were not. Donkey Kong was not in that racing game with them. Uh, anyway, okay. it, it was very exciting for a lot of people, and I went and played as Banjo and Kazooie, and it's very cute and it's very reminiscent of the game. But the thing I was actually excited about mm-hmm. was they announced the fourth fighter in the Fighters Pack, and it's Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury and King of Fighters, my favorite fighting game character. Do you I think, don't know who that is. I do don't you think you're the only person on Earth who is excited about this? No, <laughs> SNK games have, like, a big cult following. Uh, it's, like, I don't know why. I guess I got into it because it was very easy to emulate literally every game in the series because they all run on the same hardware. Right. Um, like, so I played them a lot in high school when I was super into emulation. Um, it was much like every Street Fighter game runs on different hardware, so maybe half of them were emulated back then. Like, you couldn't play Street Fighter 3 or most of the Alpha series. That's uh, fine. Street Fighter 2 was the only one worth playing anyway. Mm, 3 and 4 are pretty good. Uh, you just like playing as that skeleton, man. No, he's not in... Uh, he's only in... <laughs> damn it. You're trying to bait me, and I'm, ta- I'm falling for the bait every time. <laughs> Uh, I, I just, he was my favorite one. He's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I really like this guy because he's like a cartoon version of what an American is in a Japanese video game. Um, <laughs> he's from a place called South Town, uh, and <laughs> he speaks extremely uh, like catchphrasey English. Like he says, "Hey, hey, come on, are you okay?" Uh, and like that kind he of says, show me your moves. Yeah, exactly that kind of. Are stuff. you a bad enough dude to rescue the prison? <laughs> do you got? Do you guys have a favorite uh, cartoon American made by someone who has never been to America or met an American? I was before we get into that. I want to say that I love his mullet. Yeah, he's yeah. extremely powerful. He's got like blonde hair and a baseball cap and a vest, and he's wearing red, white, and blue with like a star on his vest. Ah, <laughs> uh, very fun. Um, I don't have a favorite American made by a non-American because that's a crazy specific topic. Yeah, I couldn't even think every, of an example. <laughs> like every anime has one. Like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh's There's friend. Your problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys hate anime. Video games have like them quite a bit fun. too. Um can someone explain to me all of these weird uh Shin Megami Tensei dancing games? 
Oh, uh, yeah, this one was a Wii U exclusive. Uh, Tokyo Mirage yeah. Sessions Sharp. I, I guess I don't mean to ask you to explain the what as much as the why. Uh, what, like, what is the point of dancing games with fighting game characters in it? I... Oh, you mean like the Persona dancing all night or whatever? Or Yeah, I realize this one is slightly different than that, but it has the same energy. I think the battles you just do dancing and singing instead of magic spells, uh, but like, it's not a rhythm game like those other ones. It's so weird. Yeah, that franchise is real weird, but for some reason it's extremely popular. I mean, the actual games, the ones, the Persona games, are very good. Extremely good. Uh, I just don't know what all this other stuff is. Uh, have you ever played any of the mainline Shin Megami Tensei series, or just the Persona series spinoff? No, I've played most of the Shin Megami games. I mean, Nocturne is probably the one people are most familiar with, and that is probably the best one, but I've played a lot of them. I know 4 came out on the 3DS that people liked a lot. Then, uh, Four was okay, except I don't know. It was this weird thing where like areas of the world were gated off for reasons that weren't very clear in the plot, mm. and you didn't really know why you couldn't go to that area yet. And so I got to a point where I was just like, I literally don't know what to do. I don't. I've talked to everyone, and there's just that area that they keep telling me to go to, but I can't get there. Uh, it's my understanding that Tokyo Mirage Sessions is exactly Persona, but the summons are all Fire Emblem characters. So weird. Yeah. Uh, Let me know when I should tune back in, because yeah. I have stopped paying attention. Oh, yeah, yeah Louisa got suspiciously quiet. Um, <laughs> Overwatch is coming to Switch. Do we care about that, anyone? No. Eh. Good for them, though. Yeah, people care. Yeah. It's fun for some people, I guess. Yep. Louisa, have you played Divinity Original Sin? No. Should I? You might, you might like it. It's basically like Dungeons and Dragons simulator. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, everybody went, right? We can move on to the wiki now? Wait, I thought we wanted to cover all the stuff that was in this Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, I guess we could keep doing that. That's fine. What is this new Game Freak game, Little Town Hero? Uh, it was announced a couple years that. ago as Town, like working title Town. Um, yeah. And then we heard nothing about it until this Direct. It looks interesting, but also boring. <laughs> Tell uh, me about it, because I only watched the Pokemon part, because that's all I had time for at the time, then I forgot to go back and look at the rest. It so looks like you defend a town from monsters that invade it. It has a lot of the same energy as Secret of Mana, where it starts oh, yeah. where you're like a, a kid in a small town, and everyone's like, our town is perfect, but never go outside. And mm-hmm. then obviously the plot begins when you accidentally go outside, mm-hmm. and then monsters start attacking the town, and now you are like, well, this is my fault, so I guess I have to learn to fight real good. Yeah. Um, And so you fight off the monsters, but like, you don't use weapons... You imagine the monster getting hurt, and then the monster gets hurt. Like, oh, your imagination som- somehow hurts them. That's the real wishing people into the cornfield shit. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> hmm. um, what I do like, what I did think was interesting in the Nintendo Direct was they had a part where it was like a monster was chasing the guy, and so he ran up to another townsperson, and then that townsperson started helping him fight. 
So, like, <laughs> if you're around other people, they will defend you from monsters, and I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I like the idea that people are taking advantage, I don't know if this is true, but I'm imagining it now, that people are taking advantage of uh, computers being stronger now, so that you could have NPCs do more than they ever could have done in the past. Yeah. I like the idea that maybe video games are evolving that way. Yep. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where, like, we're using the computing power not just to make the graphics good, but to make, like, a seamless open world that requires no loading screens, or, yeah. like, NPCs and enemies that have complex AI behaviors. Yeah, or actually letting you play as different uh, characters with different appearances. Yeah, yep. I like good. that. Uh, um, let's see, Doom 64 and Jedi Knight 2 are re-released, who cares? There's a new Kirby game where you play with your friends, which seems bad. Uh, <laughs> it looks, I think it's a port of one that came out on the 3DS that was the same thing, it's like a freemium game. Yeah, it's just like a boss rush mode where you play with other people. Yeah. Um, Animal Crossing, Louisa, I assume you got all, you saw the new stuff from Animal Crossing. Uh, not really, but I don't really want to think about it too much until it's closer to it coming out, because <laughs> yeah. that just makes me sad. Yeah, I keep on doing that to myself with um, uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the new one that's coming out. Like, the first one came out, or Bloodlines, the game is called Bloodlines. Mm -hmm. The first one came out in, like, 1995, and the second one is coming out next year. <laughs> so I've been waiting for this game for so fucking long. And I keep on being like, oh, I think, wait, is it out yet? And then I go check, and it's still March of next year, oh, but I keep geez. on forgetting. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't want to look at stuff and be like, oh, this this one moment from this trailer looks so cool. I can't wait for this. I think it means this. And then by the time the game comes out, they're like, oh, yeah, we changed whatever that was. It's not that thing anymore. Don't worry about that. Yep. <laughs> There's too many games, and I would be fine if they just stopped for like a year. <laughs> You've become a real uh, Andy Rooney. <laughs> yeah. There's just too many games now, have you noticed? <laughs> yep. And, like, I, I have to finish... Dragon Quest Builders 2, Fire Emblem 3 Houses, Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and this month Lake's Awakening and Dragon Quest 11 come out. Here's the secret about things you do with your leisure time. You don't have to finish fucking any of those. Yeah, but I want to. <laughs> well, that's Here's your the problem. other secret. When you run out of money and can't afford to buy new games, play play all the old games <laughs> that you didn't finish. And then, by the time you get caught up, you'll be like, oh, all the games that I wanted are very cheap now. That just doesn't happen with Nintendo games, is the problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If anything, they get more expensive. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's true. The Pokemon games do. Uh, I'm not sure about, like, other ones, but, like, if you not go- so much, Not so much anymore, because now you can just buy them digitally. That's true. So they'll never get more expensive. If you want to yeah. go get, like, any of the ones for the DS or the Game Boy Advance, though, they're, like, 40 to $60, depending on which one you want. Oh, shit, I should sell all my old Pokemon <laughs> games. Yeah, you could probably get pretty decent money for them, especially if it's any of the third versions, like Emerald or Platinum. Mm. What's weird, though, is how more. it comes back around, because I remember a podcast talking about how valuable Earthbound is now, and I remember that we still had that for the Super Nintendo, and Matt has it now, our copy. And yep. I was looking I'm thinking at that. about selling it, though, to be honest. <laughs> I was looking at that on eBay, and that was pretty high up, wasn't it? It was like $100 or something? Yeah. sell. But then I was looking at the other games that we had, just like to see, and they all 
sell on eBay for about as much as they cost when they were new. Yep. <laughs> so it's kind of a zero-sum game, except you spent more in the past because of inflation. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, one of my friends posted uh, on um, Facebook that he wanted to sell his copy of Final Fantasy III for the Super Nintendo. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, the thing that you're like trying to trade for it, it, like, it's worth way more than that. You should sell it and then just buy the things you want. Uh, and he was like, oh, I didn't even realize it was worth money. Like, no, man, you can sell that game for, like, $150. I don't think that's true. That's one of the games that we had, and I looked that up, but I wasn't impressed by the number. Oh, I had looked it up around the time, and it was, like, definitely more than he was trying to uh, trade uh, for. No, okay. Um, the thing of, the thing about it is, I'm seriously considering selling all my old Super Nintendo games, not so much for the money, but because I don't want to have to carry around my old Super Nintendo games anymore. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Well, you could just take them out of your backpack. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I have a box, a cardboard box full of Super Nintendo games that I hadn't opened in 12 years and just opened to be like, should I sell these? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about it, so mm-hmm. I might do that. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, yep. probably. Because the thing is, they're all on uh, other platforms now, which leads us to the last thing in this Nintendo Direct, which is that it now has Super Nintendo games. Yeah, Yay. I was very happy about that, because I've been Did waiting. Did you guys to... download it already? Yeah, I downloaded yeah. the program, but I haven't gotten to play any of them yet. I played like 10 minutes of Breath of Fire, and I was That's like, a good one. fuck this game rules. I've never played that. <laughs> It was it was my favorite game for like two years, and I never I stopped I talked about it nonstop. That's uh, who is that? Capcom. Yes, it's their other other famous Ryu that Capcom has. <laughs> I think it was their only really successful RPG. Yeah. I guess they had that Mega Man one, Mega Man Battle Network. No Legends. Oh, that wasn't really an RPG. That was like a third person action game. It was, I think it was mostly an RPG. I mean, like, you, it was like an RPG in the same style as Breath, uh, as A Secret of Mana was, where there, you, mm. you do participate actively in fights, but there's a lot of character advancement stuff. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, uh, because it was like you buy upgrades, I didn't really think of it as, like, leveling up, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's move on to our wiki, I guess. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, we got, I already put the link in there, Candy Crush Saga Wiki. Oh, God. <laughs> and right, I saw right below this on the list that this franchise also has a fanon wiki, so I don't, I guess people are really into the lore of Candy Crush Saga. Is there a plot to Candy Crush? I guess so. We've already had this conversation. We've had this exact conversation. I don't think we have. I don't we, remember. We have, because of course Jeff has said before, oh, hey, we almost got Candy Crush. And then we said, stop telling us what we almost got, because we're going to get it eventually. <laughs> and then you said, is there enough of a plot to Candy Crush to write fan fiction? Oh, yeah. I forgot Louisa listens to the podcast now, so she knows what happens on it. <laughs> I also remember things sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <both> of you. <laughs> I'm just saying that you didn't remember stuff as much before you started listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But we have had this conversation, and I know that you uh, will believe me. It has Saga right in the name, so I would assume. So, the background is kind of like Candyland. I see, like, a tree with lollipops growing on it, and there's some licorice rocks or something, and chocolate bars. You know, the usual. One of the shapes on this bush is a purple thing that looks exactly like a razzle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are razzles canonically in 
Candy Crush? Um, one thing that a lot of people don't know is you can't copyright the shape of candy. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, the problem with your joke is that I might believe that it's real. <laughs> the, uh, the I know the thing that's actually relevant to this is you can't copyright the rules to a game, which is why Candy Crush is just exactly bejeweled. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, uh, here's something I don't know. Is there an official tie-in for Candy Crush? Like, are there any Like a cartoon companies? or something? Oh, yeah, like Candy. Companies, yeah. Oh, I don't <laughs> you know. know. The most obvious tie-in. Because, like, yeah, you could just say lollipops, or they could be dum-dums or something. Like, is anyone trying to get in on that market? Yeah. That sure have is. They? If they haven't, it sure is a weird missed opportunity. It seems yeah. very obvious. I mean, I would like it if they haven't, because I think it's better to just have generic candies. But I feel like somebody would have gotten in there. Oh, you mean? Do you mean like licensed dum dums to be things that you can match in the game, or yes. licensed lollipops that say Candy Crush Saga in the real world? Both, actually. I mean, I think it would go both ways if they had a partnership. Yeah. Uh, but I guess they don't. They sell sweets in the UK. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so it says, Welcome in flashing rainbow letters. Welcome to Candy Crush Saga Wiki. We're a collaborative community website about the hit game, Candy Crush Saga, that anyone, including you, can edit. We currently have 12,990 articles, <laughs> made 1 million e edits, I'm not going to read all those numbers, and there's 131 active users. I've never seen one that tells us how many edits, because yeah. who cares? Exactly. I guess because it's a big, impressive number. Is it, is it impressive that they've edited it that many times? I guess so. Uh, yeah. It just means they kept getting <laughs> sure. it wrong on these 12,000 articles. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> reinterpreted the lore and discovered more hidden uh, like backstory in fucking Candy Crush Saga. Yep. And then it's got a whole bunch of little sections you can go to, and they all are little pictures from the game, and they're surrounded by a pink and white striped candy cane-like border, which is very cute. I'm constantly surprised at how few people are viscerally disgusted by games that are constantly money grabby. Yeah. Like the I tried Candy Crush Saga back when everyone was playing it. And I played it for a little bit and then deleted it cuz I the the main thing that grossed me out is just like every 30 seconds it's like why don't you pay us some money so that you can do better at this game. Yeah. And, like how does that not infuriate everyone as much as it does me? I think all they need to do is to convince you once, and you pay a couple dollars, and then you're like, I mean, that was just a couple dollars. I might, you know, buy a snack for a couple dollars. I could definitely spend a couple more dollars. Yeah. It's I'm... just essentially a game to give you feedback that, like, lights and colors and sounds that makes you want to just give a couple more dollars and forget how much you've given. It's a I mean, I get... I get that, and I don't even necessarily, like, I've definitely participated in microtransactions in my life, which is, you know, everyone has, and it's a secret shame we all share. Yep. But, um, I just don't want you to, like, it'd be like, it'd be like if you, like, paid somebody to be your friend, and then every time that you were hanging out with them, they were like, hey, don't forget, though, you paid me to do this. Yeah. Like, I know that I'm acting like I like you, but I really just want your money. Uh, I... I'm proud to say that I've never paid for anything on one of these phone games. Like, I've bought phone games, but I've never, like, bought gems for a phone game. Yeah. Uh, and in an actual, like, video game, I think that that is just dastardly and unacceptable. Like, I already, yeah. I paid $60 for Destiny 2, I'm not gonna pay for Glow Dust. Uh, yes. but I did buy 
my first ever me costume for Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. I know this is going to be telling because it was Sans from Undertale. <laughs> Yes. And it's the only way we'll ever have him in the game. And mainly I wanted it because it came with the famous song that is associated with that character. That's pretty good. Does yeah, he throw his fun. slippers at people? I always thought it was weird that he wears slippers. Uh, it is weird that he wears slippers. No, he just has a gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys su- subscribe to the theory that he is the corpse of Ness? No. Sure, I, why not? That is, I love it. That is the theory that get, gets poor Matt Pat most made fun of out of all of the things he's done. <laughs> I think it's an okay theory. Yeah, it's fine. I think that there's a lot of references in um in that game intentionally to Earthbound. Yes. That's something that I feel like people kind of shit on that I really like in a fandom sense, which is people coming up with different interpretations for songs or like things that might be Easter eggs. And then even if the person who made it is like, no, this is wrong. Like, it's still a lot of fun. And you should let people just think those things, I think. Yep. Yeah, I I watch a lot of the videos on the channel Game Theory and uh, the associated channel Film Theory because I specifically enjoy people coming up with interpretations. Yeah, I think it's very weird to me how many people are extremely furious at MatPat, who is kind of a weird dude, and I get why he's, like, annoying, but people get mad at him specifically for coming up with theories, and it's like, that's his whole thing, though. (laughs) Like, don't watch his channel called The Game Theorist if you don't want him to come up with crazy theories about games. Like, the fact that he has to keep coming up with them, yeah, but it's much worse that, like, that CinemaSins has to keep pretending that there are things wrong with whatever movie is popular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with coming up with theories, I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I like, have to ignore all the clickbaity stuff about, like, Link was dead the whole time, because then you can get into actually, like, he says some interesting things about how Majora's Mask is about the cycle of grief. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, anyway, this, this has nothing to do with Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the characters, I guess, are human beings? I'm seeing some characters. I thought maybe it would be candy people like Candyland, but there's, no. There's a Yeti here. Certainly yeah. not. Yeti. Oh my god. Every level has a page. I just clicked my random page and it's level 4,297. <laughs> How many fucking <laughs> levels are in this game? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm also thrown off by the fact that the art of these people is done in the style of paper cutouts that are held together with little brass uh, brads. So, like, is this what they look like in the game or not? It is, yes. Okay. Have you not played this game? No. Oh, uh, it's pretty much Bejeweled, but everything's candy-themed. Yeah, I've played Bejeweled, so I never bothered. (laughs) Yeah, I think that, I weirdly think Bejeweled has, like, more integrity to it, because even (laughs) even the microtransactions version of Bejeweled, Bejeweled Stars, is, like, not as money-grubby as Candy Crush. Yeah. Uh, I played a lot of that. I played, like, 500 levels of that one. Uh, I ran out of levels twice and had to wait for them to add more levels. <laughs> I'm getting up there with Dr. Mario, which I've been playing, which I've not given any money to. I just play when I have uh, my hearts built up. They yeah. the, only get game I play on my fo- the only game I play on my phone anymore is Daily Crosswords. <laughs> Am I a million years old? Yes. yes. I've been really tempted to buy gems for Sega Heroes, but only because I don't actually, like, spend money on Google Play stuff. I just do the surveys, and they give me, like, 50 cents every week or something, so I usually have, like, $5 in my account. Mm. Uh, but I'm proud to say that I didn't even buy gems for Sega Heroes with fake fun money. 
All right, then. Congratulations, I guess. (laughs) I'm so powerful. Oh, this is this. My page is in the category very hard levels. <laughs> Real quick, I clicked on characters to see what's going on, and there's too many, and I don't understand. But the main uh, antagonist is Bubblegum Troll, and I like this guy a lot. He's got a big smile. He's like a ghost shape, but he's pink. He's got arms. Mm. Uh, good. I'm gonna tell you about oh, this. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you about this level real quick because it's very short. Right. Uh, level four thousand two hundred ninety-seven is the second level in Fudgy Mountain and the eight hundred eighty-sixth <laughs> ingredients level. To pass this level, you must collect two hazelnuts and three cherries in twenty-two moves or fewer. When you complete the level, Sugar Crush is activated, and you will score additional points. I love that games like this, they get so deep into their own lore that you read this and it sounds like nonsense, but you can see, you can see how you could get into it and be like, oh, those fucking cherries, I only got two. Yeah. Uh, there are, guess how many spaces on the level? I'm just gonna tell you, it's 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's this the sucks. Thing, it, it like connects into another part of your brain though when you're playing it and you're like yeah gotta play more but it's boring to think about w- rationally there are a yes. total of 5,405 levels in this game that's too many I just don't <laughs> get it I mean it seems like at some point you'd have to be like this is just the same thing over and over again I don't have to do this anymore yep. well that's when you stop playing all the games like this Yes. I mean, that's what I'm saying, is, like, I played maybe 20 levels of this and then was like, yeah, I get it. Oh, you (laughs) know what? They removed timed levels from the game. That was one of the only types that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, Maybe I'll get back into Candy Crush. Did you guys get (laughs) random pages? Yes, I did. I put mine in the thing. It's, uh, I got Honey Heights. Mm, What's this? Honey Heights is the 176th episode of Candy Crush Saga and the second episode of World 49. This episode was released on 5 July 2017. The champion title for this episode is Frequent Flyer. What does any of that mean? Mm, I have no idea. Possible to say. (laughs) There's a character in this game named Jean-Luc. Yeah. He's he's a little Napoleon type guy. (laughs) So is this one of those games where there's, like, uh, a plot, but the plot is, like, okay, the like t- the new episode is out. Here's what happens. Jean-Luc meets Tiffy, and they decide to share some cake. So now they're going to go buy some cake. Now you have to beat these 170 levels, and then we'll show you the next piece of the plot. And the next piece is, like, they went to the store. Now they're choosing what cake. Okay, here's another 170 levels before you get more plot. Like, is it that kind of thing? Uh, I think that it's more like the plot is told as little two-second cutscenes between each level or each couple levels. Ugh. It's exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jean-Luc is a a nutcracker. I'm sorry. It's just because he's short and wearing a blue military uniform that I thought Napoleon. Oh. Why is he French? It's weird. Uh, you know, nutcrackers. <laughs> Do French. I? I don't think of them as French. Maybe they are going for a Napoleon thing then. Maybe what that's why he's French. <laughs> sure. I mean, nutcrackers kind of look like like they're often dressed in the military uniforms of the time that we associate with Napoleon. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, so, right. This anyway. is this is the most boring thing to have a wiki about. There's not even like <laughs> strategy hints. 
I can't believe that yeah. we are we are struggling more to find things to talk about on this than we did on object shows, which is still, I think, our worst episode. <laughs> you no, so that was our best. I'm still furious about. <laughs> At it. least that was baffling. This, this, I understand what the wiki contains and what it's about, and yep. I don't understand why anyone would make a wiki of so detailed about this. So, my random page. What? I just wanted to ask, do you think that most people who, like, are very into Candy Crush Saga maybe don't know that other games exist? Maybe. Yes, I think that is probably <laughs> true. It's probably people who only have one game on their phone and it's this game. Guys, yeah. I have a little message in the corner that says, you have new messages on the Sims wiki. <gasps> oh no. What? Oh no, they've, they're caught up to us. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> they know where we are. It's, it didn't. It hasn't given me anything. I don't know where the oh, messages shit. are. All right, we'll guys, go back to that. Hmm? That reminded me. We can leave comments on this. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say oh, my okay. random page. Patty President. Put that in the <laughs> chat. Patty President is the champion title of the 325th episode Burger Buffet. So they branched out into things that aren't candy, I guess. <laughs> uh, the picture is a question mark made of M and M's. I'm assuming that's what they use here when they don't have a picture of the thing. Mm-hmm. And trivia for this, this champion title shares its second word with Penguin President. So, mm, so a little piece of trivia for you. Now we're really uncovering it. Um, <laughs> editor's Christ. note, these are Skittles, not M&Ms. Thank you. I don't think that's true. There's no orange M&M. There's purple Skittles, though. Wait, there is an orange M&M. What are you saying? I don't... Is there? Yes. Pretty sure. I think these are Skittles. But why the are there The only one that's throwing me off is blue. Anyway. No, no. These are M&Ms. They're I'm generic kidding. candies. They're Maybe not- I want them to be Skittles because I can't imagine eating that many plain chocolate M&Ms. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we can leave comments. Uh, yep. Definitely here. I didn't see if you could on our other pages, but you say you can? Yep, all okay. three of them, they have comment sections. Um, mm-hmm. Alright. I'm gonna write, what does he look like? I'm gonna write four more years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being controversial, and I'm saying not my patty president. Pretty good. Oh, no. Wait, did it did it post? Yeah, I don't know. I'm reloading. Oh, it didn't post. Oh, when I click on post comment, uh, Chrome asks me if I want to leave the site. Yeah, my yeah. Same. may not be saved. Damn it! What is happening? How does that yeah, publish? <laughs> publish? Leave? No. This is a honeypot. No pun intended. <laughs> Is there a like, honeypot level? <laughs> I mean, I got honey heights. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it doesn't work. Weird. Somebody, oh, last edited by A-I-T-H-11, uh, comments protected. <gasps> oh. We can't bullshit about these dumb candies. I can't believe this. Can we comment on honey heights? There are many comments on level 4,297. Why? <laughs> I don't know. One of them is just hard. <laughs> I commented on Honey Heights. Want to move there? Did it work? Doesn't seem to have worked. God damn it! I guess these comments need approval. In which case, <laughs> we're never getting that approval. Yeah, we're we're gonna get a message from the Candy Crush Wiki next week and be like, "What the fuck?" The the um. The message I got from the Sims Wiki was just a welcome to the Sims Wiki on my anonymous user talk page. Oh no, they're being nice to you. You're going to feel bad now. It was just like a generic welcome message. (laughs)
Why didn't I get that? Is the real question. I don't know. Maybe because Jeff did that edit to a character's info. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I posted a comment on pit level 4,297 that just said, keep going, don't give up. <laughs> Pretty good. But uh, it didn't go. It didn't well, work. I guess Damn we it. can't. Yeah. Hmm. God, I was so excited. It was the only thing I was excited about for this fucking <laughs> terrible page. There's so much goddamn stuff in this game. Yeah. I like thinking of them, of them desperately trying to think up new things that they can use, and apparently they ran out of ideas because they came up with burgers, which there, are not candy. There are five level types and 5,000 levels. There's just a thousand of each type? Is that... That's insane. Sure, sure why not? <sighs> How can anyone care enough about this to comment on one of these articles unless they're doing a podcast about it? Yeah. People gotta kill time in their day, don't they? I guess so. Yes. That's what we're doing, right? I mean, yes. We're killing everyone else's time as well, though. Yeah. That's true. We're spreading out the cost of time it used for this podcast to mm -hmm. other people. What's your guys' like favorite Flash game you ever played? Um, uh, how do I know what to define as a flash game? Like an in-browser, like, mini-game. Mm, Minesweeper, I guess? All time. Maybe Minesweeper. Neopets? No? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I remember, I constantly think about this, and I don't know if I have the name exactly right, but there was a card game on, um, on a flash game site like 20 years ago or something called primetime pitch where you mm -hmm. would there like all of your cards were one of three categories it was either a plot a setting or uh, an actor and they were all like parodies of real actors so it would be mm -hmm. like um uh matthew billard or something like <laughs> that's the best you could do <laughs> yeah i don't know anyway it was all uh -huh. like uh, very, like, obvious, not, like, skirting copyright type things. Yeah. Uh, and the card game was that you would play all of the, you play, like, the, the pitch and the setting, and you had to have at least one famous actor in everything, and then, like, they would earn different amounts of money, and mm -hmm. then you could use that money to buy new actors and stuff. It was awesome, because at the end of every round, they had, like, a procedurally generated narrator voice that was really good and would be like, Coming this fall, imagine what would happen if David Schwimmer was a professional diver, pearl diver, or whatever. Like, it was amazing, and it was so fun. <laughs> Could you find it again? No, it. they took it off of the website in, no. like... 2004 and then it's just gone forever oh, well. and it's a it's a goddamn shame because it was so good it was one of the best flash games ever made that sounds like a good way to come up with ideas if you were trying to write a script of some kind <laughs> like something that would give you such weird ideas it would spark something maybe that's the secret is that they <laughs> took it off so that they could just sell it to cbs or whatever we have too many users going out and writing million dollar scripts we need to yes. shut this thing down yeah we need to be making that money <laughs> my favorite one is desktop tower defense i just remembered it oh yes all those tower defense games were pretty good but they really like 
churned them out for a while there. Yeah, I'm actually currently playing one on my phone called Bloons Tower Defense 5. Because Jeff, I'm... you shouldn't be playing a game on your phone while we're recording no, this podcast. Current, you say that like a funny joke, but that could be a thing that was really happening for all no, I know. I wasn't. Not during the <laughs> podcast. Uh, I, I, I just like, I needed something to play while I listened to an audiobook, and it's completely mindless, and I own it from a humble bundle, so... That's why I like um that's why I like doing the crossword puzzles on my phone is because it's something that I can do while other stuff is happening and I don't really have to think that much about it. Mm, that yeah. would be too wordy for me. I would yeah. I would not be able to listen to something while I did that. The th- the thing about crossword puzzles is that if you do a crossword puzzle every day, you start to realize that they only use the same like three hundred words in every <laughs> this fucking moon crossword puzzle. For it's Io, it's Io because you could use two vowels. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> Otter is a big one. Um, uh, Mel Ott, I don't know who he is, but he's in every fucking crossword puzzle. That's for sure. <laughs> If his name's Mel, he must have died in 1955. Yeah, he was a baseball player or something, <laughs> okay, I think. Yeah. Also, Bobby Orr, the yeah. hockey player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good times. Yep. So anyway, um, Jeff, don't play Candy Crush, please. <laughs> yeah, don't. We'll see. I, I'm, my main thing is I want to find games that I can play without an internet connection, so I can play them on the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I thought you were going to play them in class. I'm like, yeah, I guess, sure. What do <laughs> no. I know? What do I know about teaching? Uh, no, I'm, Fortnite. I don't download Fortnite. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. trouble. I already have to yell at kids for playing Fortnite in class. They still do. Yeah, I thought Fortnite was over. That's what other teachers have told me. Uh, no, Fortnite's still a going concern. Um, mm. One of the things I discovered at the end of last year is that Snapchat has games that you can play with your Snapchat friends. Ugh, I see ads for those, yeah. One of them was, like, Snapchat Battle Royale, and it was, like, a Fortnite knockoff, but, like, top-down instead of But you have to person. kill your friends in real life. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was the uh, book Battle Royale. Yep. I sent all the kids to an island and told them to put bombs on their necks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... That's a dystopian novel waiting to happen, where somebody uses social media to force people to murder each other. Actually, that's probably several. Uh, you say already. dystopian novel? Yeah, that's way too ambitious. It's going to be a cheapy uh, movie that comes out at Halloween that is absolute garbage. Is what it's yep. going to be. It's already every dystopian novel. You just have to say that the characters are using Twitter, like just insert like, and then Katniss tweeted that she was sad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, you just you just quoted the first line of every fan fiction on the internet. Uh, they wouldn't airlift her any food because she didn't get enough likes on her <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's real, though. Yeah, I yeah, know it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually part of it. Damn it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're already doing it. It's already happening. We're already uh, living it. Yep, it's true. I'm very annoyed at how few of the characters in this game have candy pun names. Yeah, I wanted them to be candy people, like Queen Frostine. I like that the, like, impresario guy is named Mr. Toffee. That's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also a genie called Genie (laughs) Jellabini. I like that a lot. Uh, However, the girl is just named Tiffy. And, like, there's an otter named Benny. Is it like Taffy? Yeah, I was gonna say, why couldn't it have been Taffy? Yeah. Why couldn't it have been Taffy? You're <laughs> yeah. right. Good questions. There's a clown named Giggles. You couldn't have come up with a candy thing? For Giggles clowns? are a candy. Wait, no, they're a cookie. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Tommy the Mummy. 
You couldn't have come up with a cookie that's a mummy? <laughs> Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's... Yummy mummy, come on, it's right there. Oh, they <laughs> well... would have gotten sued. <laughs> uh, there's a gingerbread cookie woman, and her name is Gingerbread Woman. Come on, great. guys. Uh-huh. What, what would you name her? Uh, I mean, I would ginger name... wouldn't be terrible. Ginger Snap. would be pretty good. Snaps. <laughs> Snaps? Snapper. I don't, I don't... Snapper car. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Snapper car. He's the Justice League's friend? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it was really a really weird era when superheroes just had human sidekicks that didn't do anything. Yep. Like the Hulk and Rick Jones, uh, the Justice League and Snapper Carr, Superman and Jimmy Olsen. Well, you say era, but that was like 50 years, right? Uh, no, it was like the 50s and 60s. I thought it started way earlier with the beginning of superheroes, which is what, the 30s? I guess, like, I I don't count Robin as one of these, because he became a superhero in his, like, he's also, he's just as good as Batman. Yeah, that's fine, but didn't uh, Jimmy Olsen come around in the 30s? I don't think so, I think he came around maybe in the 40s or 50s. Hmm. I can find out because I have no, all can't. of the internet. Ahead oh, of but me. you can't look at. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> we'll never know. There's a jellyfish character named Gem. Jelly is already a candy. Yeah, <laughs> you're halfway there, uh, that guys. Makes me mad. These are terrible. I'm furious now. Okay. I'm done. Right. I'm done with that. <laughs> okay, we're done. I guess. I guess we're done. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you liked this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about the show so that we can continue to grow. And if you didn't, um, take a friggin' hike. Yeah, oh, that's man. true. If you didn't, eat candy until you like it. <laughs> Jeff's the real bad boy of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's, that's me. true. <laughs> Jeff with his blonde mullet and trucker cap. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you flip off, nerdlinger? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, you can't say that. We'll get shut down. Go fly a kite. Oh, no. You you bastard. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> now, listen, Jeff is Jeff is really haranguing you. I'm on your side, listener. Uh, I think that you and I should team up and try to beat Jeff by saying, actually, everyone does love this podcast, and I'm going to tell all my friends about it. And I just want pictures of Spider-Man. Is that your new catchphrase? Did we yes. just end the show? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Matt's a good cop, Jeff's bad cop, and I'm J. Jonah Jameson. Cop. <laughs> the cop who comes in and is like, alright, you sick son of a bitch, where are those pictures of Spider-Man? <laughs> grabs him by the collar and shakes him and is yeah. like, I don't know what you're that- talking about, Spider-Man isn't real! <laughs> that might be a very good intimidation technique, actually. <laughs> I'm gonna break your thumbs with this drawer if you don't tell me where Spider-Man is. <laughs> what? <laughs> And everyone else just acting like, mm, this is, that's just how she this is. This is normal. Mindhunter season three. So yeah, listen to this show and tell your friends about it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter, at hackthenetpod. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Mastodon, at mattheron at mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon. Uh, it's... 
Yeah, it's been one week since you tooted at me. Uh, Mastodon.cloud slash at JK. Jeff JK on Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, WeaponizedLanguage.com. You can message any of us and get an invite to our Discord. That's all the stuff. Alright, you can find me on Mastodon uh, at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Talk to me about Candy Crush. I love it. I don't love it, but I'll talk about it. Why? She'll talk about anything. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I fucking will. (laughs) Try me. Fair enough. (laughs) Alright, well, thanks everyone for listening. Please come back next time, but in the meantime, please don't forget to be cruel or spiritual. Delete your account. Get ready for jazz!